Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. We're all friends, we're here to have fun, but our story can include graphic violence, drug use, sexual content, and other mature themes. We've talked at our table about safety, comfort, and consent, both as players and storytellers. We know what to expect, we're all excited to be here, and we want you to feel the same. So listener discretion is advised. Now let's walk the Path of Night. Last time on Path of Night, Johnny and Wynn were headed to meet with Earl Weathers when a masquerade breach out of Dunkin' Donuts erupted into an explosive fight with the Sabat Pack, the killing spree. The pair managed to escape with their own lives, hiding away after a fortuitous run-in with Johnny's ally, Kabir. The Ravnos hid them all from the killing spree's hunters and told Johnny he needed his help to pick up allies from JFK in New York City, territory crawling with more Sabat. Johnny agreed to head out to repay old favors to his friend before he and Wynn headed to an all-night diner to meet with Weathers. The two worked to convince him that there were still things in New Haven worth fighting for. Now, meet with the rest of their quarry and talk about the nights yet to come. Johnny, wake up the next night feeling a little restless in light of everything that's going on. In the little room that you, that you keep, you can kind of already hear the buzzing of your beeper. He closes his eyes again, reaches for his pack of Morley's, grabs one of the Morley's, pops it into his mouth, lights up, lazily looks over at the beeper. After uh, a minute or so, finally reaches over, takes a look to see who's uh, called him. It is definitely your buddy Kabir seemingly following up on the last thing the two of you spoke of. Johnny takes a few minutes to get himself ready, geared up, puts on his leather jacket, makes sure he's got keys for his vehicle, his beeper, a couple extra packs of cigarettes, grabs a little, ba- uh, a little bag where he stuffs the matte black axe, maybe a random firearm, just a few uh, essentials that he needs. Mm-hmm. And then heads out, goes upstairs to uh, the uh, the Sherwood, grabs a seat at the bar, puts the uh, the bag on top of the bar in front of him, and then uh, when the bartender comes over, just asks if he can borrow the phone. It's a bit of the older crowd that's there tonight. People quiet, morose expressions, drinking their lives away. Bartender approaches and offers you their cordless phone. Johnny, uh dials in the number to call back for Kabir and waits for uh, somebody to pick up. It's not long before there's an answer. Johnny. How's it going, Kabir? It's going very well, my friend. I need you to perform uh, a bit of a road trip to New York. That thing you were talking about the other night? Yes, very much so. I must warn you that the people that we are making contact with, I don't know that I completely trust them, but they are my friends, so... So long as you are careful and, you know, do that Johnny thing that you do if things go wrong, I see no reason that things will not go smoothly. You can't see the expression on my face right now, but it's not pleased. Actually, I, when I close my eyes, my friend, I see it just fine. Either way, why don't you trust these people? Johnny, I, I don't... You're not supposed to trust anybody in this business. The only person in the entire world I trust, my friend, is just you. Uh-huh. All right, uh, well... It's because we are so close. So you, you, you mentioned that there were assassins involved here? Uh, did I? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, so these assassins, um, they come from the east. Not, uh, not the far east, but you know what I mean. Now, these men are very dangerous extremists. And they believe that all of the get of Cain should be destroyed. But do not worry, my friend. They are no longer able to commit diablerie like they used to. Now they're just more like contract killers. You, you just said a whole bunch of things. That I, what, the Cain? Get of Cain. Dia- Johnny, please. It's and, not important. And you're saying they're not Diablo? Is this Asimite? This is Asimite bullshit. Uh, that is the technical term for them, yes. They prefer children of Hakim. That's what they prefer. Yes, it is much like, uh, nope, actually, I'm not going to use that example. Um, yes. All right. Um, so I'm picking up this, this individual from JFK, LaGuardia, where are they coming in at? They're coming to JFK. And how exactly am I supposed to meet with them once I get there? I have a vehicle for you. You're simply going to send out all the sign. There is, uh, something of a, a code 
that my friend and I use. So, and, so long and as you're providing me the vehicle, Johnny. Of course. What kind of wood panel piece of shit did you find me? Uh, perhaps providing you the vehicle is a bit of a strong term. I'm going to give you some money, and then you can use whatever vehicle you want from your share. All right. Why do I not trust a bag of money that you're giving me? Because you are a fool, Johnny. A fool with morals. Uh, it is a bag of money. All right, Kabir. All right. So I'm going to give you $10,000. Use what you need from this to get what you want, but understand that you are cutting into your share. $10,000, Johnny. American. You realize that $10,000 is not going to buy me a decent vehicle to get down to New York to pick somebody up in, right? It will buy you a nice crowbar, and that crowbar will get you any car you want, Johnny. What is the problem here? No problem, Kabir. This this sign, do you have it, or am I just right taking down a message? You're going to take down a message. Give me a second. I I kind of snap my fingers to the bartender and make a little sign for a pen, hoping yeah. that he's got one behind there. Or something. Yeah, he he heads over with a like a pen, like a little like a a little receipt pad. If you kind of take notes, so down. he he grabs that, sets it aside. All right, what am I? What's up putting on this uh this sign? There's a gold sign. You will write down, "A black hand shall rise and choke all who oppose it." I'm sorry. Only he will understand. I'm sorry, what? A, a black hand will rise up and choke all who oppose it. That is the roughly the English translation. You can understand why I'm a little bit hesitant to write that on a sign and just be waving it around in New York. Right? I've never known you to be a man who hesitates. You are the strongest bruja I know. All right, enough bullshit blowing up. You don't even be blowing all this smoke up my ass. I mean every word. You are also about to be the richest. I think you greatly overestimate $10,000 and how far it stretches. Uh, for a foolish man, $10,000 is a night of fun. But you are a wise man, Johnny. And you can do all sorts of things. This could be the beginning of your fortune. So getting back to, to the problem at hand, you said that this flight is coming in tonight? Yes, Johnny. Uh, a bit later in the evening, so don't worry. I will try to make sure that you have a haven prepared for the night. So we're st you want us to stay down in New York? Well, unless you plan on driving until 10 in the morning. <sighs> this is getting more sideways by the minute, Kabir. What the Johnny, you just found out you're making $10,000 more than you thought you were going to make. $10,000 from you. I doubt it's going to last the night. Johnny, $10,000 from anywhere is still $10,000. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right. Why am I the only one who does not doubt your ability? All right. Um... I gotta collect a few things, and I gotta go touch in with my coterie. If you want to drop that money to, uh, off to me, you can meet me over by where Miles Haven is. You know where that is, right? Yes, we've been casing it for some time. <laughs> that is a joke, Kabir. Right now is <laughs> not the time. It was a very time. funny joke. Come on, you can laugh. I, w I would laugh in any other situation, but when I'm looking over my shoulder every goddamn night with the killing spree around, the, the domain falling apart, now is not the time to be throwing jokes at me like this. Johnny, through all of your own life, you will be a moment away from death. There is always time to smile. Johnny kind of cracks a half smile. Yeah, I guess you're right. But seriously, I know exactly where Miles' place is, so I will drop the money off there. I'll see you then. You simply follow the colorful cars. <laughs> he laughs. Take care, my friend. <laughs> and he hangs up. Johnny does the same. Uh, slaps down some money to kind of just tip for the fact that the, the bar is kind of <laughs> acts as Johnny's personal office. <laughs> and heads out with uh, his notes about the sign and his little bag that he's planning on taking with him. Okay. We will actually cut to Miles. Uh, there's a knock at your door as you're uh, getting ready to start up your evening. Your manservant answers. I was going to say, I don't answer my uh, own door. And shortly thereafter returns to you perplexed. Who is it, Marcos? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but he did drop this off with a note for Johnny. And he holds up an old Navy shopping bag. And... <laughs> When he opens it up, it is completely filled with cash. Just fat stacks of, like, smelly, dirty money. 
That is the first time I've ever seen money to needed to be actually laundered. <laughs> uh, very good, sir. <laughs> that was a dope ass line, Tim. <laughs> and, and it was an excellent follow up for Lex. Even, even better follow up from Lex. Thank you. I think oh, God, this is like computer sort of sock money. <laughs> I believe that's some sort of intended payment for Johnny. Which that is the exact impression I had, sir. Yes. I really hope that he did shimistry this money, and he decided to shimistry it as shock sock money. Like so it could have been anything, but he decided to make it just the grimiest. So that it's believable. Oh, yeah, right. He's like, I'll never doubt this. <laughs> it probably means the job is on. Do we have any transport for a number of people? Well, I can make arrangements for any sort of transport you need. Um, why don't we see if the new Hummer is ready? Excellent. I'll make arrangements at once. Uh, do you wish for Johnny to receive a phone call? Yes, that'd be grand. Wait, he's probably got a beeper. So yeah, tag his beeper, see if he'll respond. Sir, your quarterly does not yet have phones? Uh, we will be gifting them the phones today. Ah, very good then. And he will uh, turn, excuse himself, and he will shoot Johnny a beeper message saying, you know, ready. And uh, after about 10 minutes or so, he returns uh, with a little bit of a perplexed expression. Just may I, um, is the intent to arrive incognito? I don't. I mean, probably. I don't really know the extent of this. I don't know that we have anything on hand that would fulfill this function. Hmm. Anything we could procure or borrow? Yes, of course. This might be time for one of those oversized, ugly, black SUV deals. Perhaps we should ask Johnny what he prefers? Uh, fine. I, he kind of pauses when you give uh, a negative response. It is his thing. I just, I have standards. I understand. Uh, but if it is not your intention to keep this vehicle, uh, who do you wish to have it? Oh, right. I just figured we'd borrow it from, like, I don't know, the Ventru parking lot full of black SUVs or something. I believe those are taken, sir. All but, of them? Uh, yes, by the Ventru. <laughs> um, but I can make arrangements. So, even worse than a black uh, SUV, a grody-looking utility, like, Dodge Sprinter van. Like, just a white... Just kidnapper like, van. Yeah, wait, yeah. I mean, it was white at one point. It is like stained now and kind of beaten up. It has a few like just like kind of like utility bumper stickers of how am I driving on the back and whatnot. One of the tail lights is is like uh, like fogged up to the point where like, ugh. um, but it's driving. Nothing's broken. Just doesn't look very good. Pulls up outside of your haven. Johnny jumps out of the uh, passenger seat and some guy just p pops out of the driver's seat and they walk around like they're kind of doing business. Johnny gives him a finger like, wait right here, walks up the long pathway to the uh, to the haven and knocks on the door. Don't answer it. He gives a silent nod and slowly draws a revolver. No, no, different, different scenario. It's mostly because that machine... Is an insult. So we shall insult him back. Yes, sir. <laughs> he turns. He walks over to the door, and you hear a click as the door <laughs> locks. And giving like, like a like a like a sycophant's nod. Like you know what I mean. Like trying to be getting close with you. He gives you that nod. I return his nod. And then he heads about his business. Johnny uh, palms the door inwards with potence, just shattering the lock. I had not. Expected that response, sir. I mean, I semi did. You're gonna have to dig out one of the replacements. Uh, yes, sir. He kind of like sulks off to go take care he of. He gives door. he gives an expression like, "What the hell?" Have you seen the vehicle that's in my driveway? Yeah, I'm taking it down to New York. That is the most insulting piece of machinery that has ever been in this parking. I I'm sorry. I thought I did pretty well. I there should be about ten grand waiting here. There is. 
Ten grand actually is a pretty good value for that tr- for that van. I'm sorry, what? No, <laughs> no, it's not. I have some used bubble gum. <laughs> Look, that thing is incognito. It's gonna get us down to New York just fine. Is it? I checked the engine. Absolutely, the mechanics are great on that thing. What's the over under on it turning into an inferno? What? It's it's fine. Just because it's not like you know lacquer yellow or you know storm pink or whatever you drive storm pink i don't know so that isn't even a color yeah i was thinking the same thing is there the money here yes you may take your hard earned money here to buy your vehicle johnny reaches out and grabs the uh, old navy bag looks in it and kind of rolls his eyes i think you put nickels in here god damn it he uh, walks back over to where the, uh, the the driver of this awful utility van is, looks in the uh, the bag, just kind of hands it to him. He takes the bag, gives it a look. Damn. All right, well, thank you. Johnny reaches a hand out for the keys. He tosses you the keys, offers a handshake, and then he is on his way, seemingly taking out a cell phone to call for a ride. Johnny jumps in the van and actually pulls it into Miles' driveway. No. If you wanted to be in one piece, get it out of my driveway. So the, I'm guessing the gate doesn't open for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny just kind of re- takes a look, uh, makes sure it's at least out of the road, and leaves it there. Heads back up to the uh, to the haven. That is the single most disturbing thing I've seen. Look, I got to make it down to uh, to New York. This is the best thing to get down there. We might have some heat on the way there. Honestly, I, I might appreciate having the rest of the coterie with me to, for this pickup. Very good. I was thinking that we should probably all go anyways, since who knows what's going to be down there. Hey, look at that. You and I are agreeing for once. Maybe something won't be so bad after all. Johnny kind of pushes past in kind of a flippant way, like he maybe just didn't completely mean the, uh, the good sentiments, and heads indoors. Miles' ghoul looks at him, gestures to his revolver. <laughs> <laughs> I whisper quietly to Marcos. I'm like, we could always have it. The police called and have it towed out of here. Yes, sir. Oh, no, don't, don't. No, oh, 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 that was a joke. Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> Good one, sir. <laughs> Marcos. Yes. Put, put it on a schedule. We need to talk when I get back to. Of course. Uh, when would you like it scheduled for? Um, The next available night once we get back. So it'd be sometime tomorrow, the day after. First thing. Very well. I will do so. Otherwise, prepare the gear. I think we'll be moving out. I will prepare your equipment at once. Thank you. He turns and sets about to do that. Did you call anyone else in? He says to Johnny. Uh, I uh, I gave a uh, call out to uh, to Wind's beeper. I figured Brito would be here with you. You want to give her a call? Yeah. So I will dial up Brito. figure cell phones used to have like charms on them right they can the yes flip, the flip ones they'd have like one off the end what? <laughs> <laughs> the, they the, definitely can actually they still do in japan it's a big thing okay because mm-hmm. i figure brita would have one of those like flip phones that would have the charm stingling off the end and so <laughs> yes. there's that like that tiny bit of like it's not really a clatter but just like flare yeah mm-hmm. as she picks up the phone are brita and win probably in the same place yeah yeah, having soon woken up recently. Yep. And Britta flips open her phone. Hello? Britta, this is Miles. Good to hear from you. Good. Uh, looks like we'll be heading down to New York tonight after Johnny has procured transportation. All right. Um, do you want me and when to show up then? I believe it would be best for us all to go, so gear up for the worst. All right. Sounds like I'll be depending on you for some equipment then. Very good. I'll have Marcos prepare your se- kit. Thank you. When you ready? Yeah, who was that? Miles. We're to head over to his place, I think. Oh, all right. Oh, shit, I missed a call from Johnny. Mm. <laughs> all right, um, you got a phone in here, right? Britta hands over uh, the, the cell phone with its new charm. Um, She hits redial. I think Miles gets a call. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How can I help you, Britta? Uh, you can call me by my name instead. How was I supposed to know you're calling for Britta's number? I don't know. It's just funny to me. Oh. Um, Very good. Is Wynn? Johnny with you? Yes, Johnny is here. 
Can you put him on, please? I put the phone down. I put it on speakerphone. You're on speaker. Hey, Johnny, what's up? The hell is that? Speakerphone. Technology. How? When? Can you hear me? Jesus, a deaf man could hear you. What? You can, you can talk normally. Just oh, get, okay. Just get closer to the phone. Maybe maybe it's... Just talk normally, Johnny. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Have you, have you not used a speakerphone before? No, it's a thing? Yes, it's been a thing for a number of years. They have them on corded phones, too. Finally, finally catching up to CBs. Oh, all right. When? Hey, Johnny. Um, are you calling about the thing that Miles just called Britta about? What? The trip down to New York? Is that what he called about? I think so. All right. Is it is it go time? Yep. All right. I think we might be uh, pulling an overnight down there, though. So oh. make sure you bring some stuff with you just in case we uh, we got to spend the night there. All right. Good call. All right, see you soon. Thank you, Miles. No problem. Uh, how do I hang up? I've got it. Don't worry. You don't. <laughs> I'll just hang up now. So, um, Johnny says it may be a overnight trip. All right. Um, if you need to bring anything with you for overnight reasons. Sounds good. All right. I should be all set. I don't think I need to stop by my place. Okay. Then let's Britta gets together what she would need that she has. Mostly just uh, the red leather jacket from Johnny. And they're about ready to go. Wynn puts on her own leather jacket and kind of pats down her pockets just to see what she has on her. All right, I'm good to go if you are. Britta makes sure she has all the equipment that she has, but she knows she's getting some from Miles. So, uh, the two. Do we have a way to get there? Should we? I was just going to walk. How far are you we? You probably have a borrowed car. Not one of my favorite cars, <laughs> but like... <laughs> the Chevy Blazer Like a brown... Season. Like the brown... You have some pathetic Shelby oh, No, car. actually, uh... <laughs> Johnny has the blazer last time we checked. Um, so she probably has like the brown BMW. Man, I can't keep track right. of your cars. Hang on, I'm going to write that down. That's, that's my incognito Alex- vehicle. Alexis from last year. <laughs> In a standard color. What is this garbage? All right, and you do you need a I point? You, you just need the point if it's in uh, manual, right? You, can you drive normally if it's automatic or do you need it just for manual? How does that work? If it is automatic, I'm oh, sorry, mm-hmm. if it's manual, you mm-hmm. need to at least drive one. Okay. Is it automatic or manual? Do you have more than one drive? It's never been fully discovered in character. Let's go with automatic then, because we assume <laughs> nothing about what you know. <laughs> to be fair, I think- Britta's got drive five. I think at this point in the 90s, most luxury cars were just automatic. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an aspect of being automatic. That was, that was considered, honestly, if like late 80s to like the early, you know, mid 90s, it was- Unless they're specifically like sports performance cars. Right, but right. yeah, I think most of the sports cars were like, or like nice luxury vehicles were like automatic. Automatic. Yeah. That right. was a feature. Cool. Then Breda and Wynn are going to get in the car and head on over. All right. Uh, the two of you rendezvous back at Miles's place. Is there an ice cream truck parked in front of Miles's house? Are ice cream trucks supposed to be that beat up? Oh no, that's that's a kidnapping van. I hope everything's all right. We could go check. Anyways, while they're going, do you need anything? I don't think so. I've got most of the things I need in the uh, in the bug out bag here. Um, if you have some heavy duty sleeping bags, might not be a bad idea just in case we're hit up for a place to stay. But Kabir said that he's made arrangements down in in uh, New York for a impromptu haven in case things work out that way. And I guess the the flight we're grabbing this person at. Isn't supposed to be coming in until late in the evening. I mean, more like early in the morning, so. Got it. Jesus, what happened to the door? Oh, shit, it might be a kidnapping. All right, go loud or go quiet? Quiet. All right. Wind kind of, like, eases up to the door. Why don't the two of you give me dex plus stealth rules? (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Miles, why don't you guys give me perception plus alertness? Nah. (laughs) Johnny's boots are up and he's smoking cigarettes. He's not listening. Yeah. One success. Uh, so that's enough to get by Johnny? One success. Uh, I have six successes. When uh, you agree to go quiet and something comes over Britta and she gives a nod, gestures hand signals to you that you don't recognize, and then vanishes into the house. Oh, God, this girl. There's no response. Not even footsteps. 
and Wynne <laughs> proceeds into the house, assuming she's going to find a horrible blood scene because she's lost track of this girl and doesn't know what she's walking into. Inside, you find Johnny with his boots kicked up. He's smoking a cigarette inside Miles' haven. Miles, what are you doing? I am probably putting my gear together in a separate room, and there's Berta's stuff laid out on the counter. Miles, you notice Wynn creeping into your haven, snooping around for any signs of danger. She's got a very suspicious expression on her. like She just does not trust the situation with your haven whatsoever. Usually people knock. Ah, Jesus! <laughs> Are you okay? I mean, someone broke my door. Yeah. yeah, and there's a kidnapping van parked outside. I totally agree. Oh my god. You're all overreact. All right, yes, I I may have overreacted with the door, but the van's perfectly good. Johnny, killing spree. In the area, door is busted in kidnapping van. Marcos locked me out purposely. It's because your van is ugly. So you busted the... D- because it was ugly? Yes. So everyone's okay? Britta just is behind uh, Johnny. <laughs> Whoa! God! Oh, I miss Neil. I'm so proud of you. You learn you skate? What? I can't do that. Can she up- <laughs> <laughs> Can she obfuscate? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. What? I can't. <laughs> what? No, it's just... It looked like a kidnapping. Uh, it's all. Marco- is it- this is good, Marcos. Everything's fine. I mean, yeah. there's still that ugly ass van out there, but otherwise, yes. No, I knock to get in, and I see these two assholes standing in the foyer, looking at me. And then Marcos comes over and just locks the door. I mean, did he see you or just the van? I mean, I'm pretty sure they saw me standing at the door knocking. Okay, dick move, but you don't. <sighs> no, you're right. You know you're, you're right. I took it a step too far. It's, it's but it's been one of those kind of weeks, right? It has. Okay. But He's just lucky that I keep spare doors. You, that's a thing? How many Bruja friends do you have? I just have the one. Well, it involves sometimes broken doors. I, I have never had that problem. How many houses have you had? One. Is it that? It's a shack. Right. How o- can, it has a door. Can the record show that Wynn has never locked the door on me when I've knocked? Can that door be locked? I can prop a cinder block up against mm, it. So the record can show that the door cannot be locked. <laughs> I mean, define lock. It's locked against a lot of stuff. And she's, and she's never put the cinder block in my way either. So let's just... You How know, often have that. you actually been out there? Britta's just quietly, efficiently putting on all of the gear. <laughs> like that tactical memory is like kicking back in while this argument is happening. Uh, k- kid, you might want to loosen up all the gear. We're not... It's going to be a while for us to get down to New York, and it might be uncomfortable to be riding like that the whole way. I mean, sure, but it looks like we're expecting to maybe catch some heat on the way there. Mm, I think we're probably more likely to catch heat after we've picked up the person that uh, we're looking to get. Johnny gets a nod, and she loosens up just a bit. It's uh, enough to qualify as having followed the instruction. Hey, but by the way, how good's your handwriting? We all look over, like, how good is her handwriting? Is there, is there something that I should, is this a thing? Is it calligraphy or something? <laughs> no, there's no. <laughs> there's no. It's a totally an in-character choice. Okay. I am going to go with, Britta has, like, art school handwriting. You know, that's sort of, like, tiny but neat. It's all in, like, capitals unless she thinks about it. Like a serial killer. That's <laughs> yeah, true, it's like a serial killer. <laughs> but her answer, her answer to Johnny, it's pretty good. All right, great. He uh, grabs a little receipt book uh, note that he took, hands you uh, up the, the note, and says, can you copy that onto a little bit of a uh, signage? I think Miles has uh, has a room where he keeps things like markers and, and poster board and probably one of his office closets. Pretty automatically, Britta takes out like a nice quality uh, liquid tip pen. And she looks to the note. Britta immediately spaces out looking at the note. So she looks to the note. She picks it up. As soon as her eyes connect to it, the hand with the pen goes completely still. Britta goes completely still, but in that kind of lethal, muscles-ready way. I was just going to ask, is is this a uh, is this a Manchurian candidate assassin stiff? Or is this Toreador? Wow, Kabir has really good handwriting. Or, or Johnny has really good handwriting. Really good handwriting. Yeah, yeah. At first, uh, you're not sure. Maybe Johnny's handwriting is indeed that wonderful. That a Toreador would stop. But and then like, she <gasps> turns her hand, her left hand, looks down at it, and with the black pen... 
she begins to draw this like mark, like like jamming the nail, the 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 uh, ballpoint of the pen into her palm and just dragging it up towards her index finger and back around towards the base of her hand, just back and forth, back whoa, and forth. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop, stop, stop! There's no response. I grab her wrist to stop her from gouging into herself. Uh, she immediately tries to stab your hand with the pen. The second she her she's not like just scratching and digging into her palm. She comes to and is Britta again. What the hell happened? Do I remember what happened? Uh, no. You you just feel very anxious. What? Johnny and, slowly what? gets up and uh, moves up to Wind's side. Gently takes the the note and the pencil and says, "I'll or the pen." I'll maybe take care of that myself then. And um, he leaves the room. I'm sorry, I, I don't... Miles is definitely in that ready stance where he's got the, like, katana draw ready to go. <laughs> Wynne kind of, like, holds her hand, like, in hers, and kind of covers it with her own on instinct. Do you... You know how to use your blood to fix it, right? I'm sorry, when I... Are you okay? Do I remember what I read at all? Yes. Okay, uh, remind me what it said. It said... It said, the black hand will rise up and choke... All who oppose it. All who oppose it. Am I left, Lux, with any feeling? I remember what I read, and I have probably a bit of gouging on my hand. Uh, I don't know if I have any damage gouging? How no, your, your palm just kind of feels a little scratchy, like you were going at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you yourself just feel anxious and... Mm-hmm uncomfortable that something engendered this sort of reaction from you um it's it's all right when it, it didn't really break the skin much okay after a few moments johnny comes back in and just sets a uh some office supplies from miles office and takes a look at what happened to the hand and notices that it is in a very distinct crescent moon shape it's an interesting shape you drew on your palm um I mean, it said black hand, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, I've seen this symbol in someone else's hand. You have? My sire had a tattoo like this on his hand, and everyone that ever talked spoke about him referred to him as the black hand. So I have some connection to your sire. I always thought that that was his name. Now I'm starting to think that Whatever the black hand is, goes way past just him. And it connects to whoever we're picking up. They have something to do with the Sabbat. So do you. Britta kind of takes a breath in and uh, straightens up, kind of in the way of like someone who straightens up to get away from themselves, but you can't. And uh, she runs her thumb over the mark that's on her palm, trying to like smear it. But it's pretty in there after how hard she was scratching. I think that must have something to do with the Shadow Crusade, then. Maybe. If it's all connected somehow. How much more have you discovered about that? It seems like you're still doing things unconsciously. I don't know what sets it off. Sometimes things like this just... I don't remember anything and I don't remember anything to do with a hand or I guess maybe a crescent. It doesn't ring a bell with anything else that has popped up for me. We need to get this under control. I don't think you should be armed coming down on this ride with us. Okay. I think any, I think any weapons that you're going to have are going to be in the care of Miles, and you got to ask him to give them to you. Britta kind of stares forward, uh, but after a moment of that emotion underneath the surface, she takes the gun that she was provided, flips it around, and hands it. Over to Miles. Miles will take the gun and tuck it into, I guess, the behind the bands that he already has his own holstered. So, mm-hmm. and that goes for any other weapon that you might have provided her with. Is her hand still kind of cut open from the pen? Uh, it's she's damaged a few layers of skin, but she hasn't like drawn blood or anything. He looks at the hand. Focus on your blood, Britta. Is that really worth doing for this? I mean, the ink will still be there. Just reminding you that of. What you are. That's all. Britta looks uncomfortable, but there's a nod back to Johnny, and she does focus for a second uh, to do as he's asking. So are we good to go? 
for now, though we might need to dig into this more, your episodes had not popped up as much, but maybe if we dig into them more, we'll be able to more understand what the blockage is about. Miles, you have something that, like, I don't know, something that could stop me if the thing with Vito happens again. Maybe whoever we're going to pick up, I, I don't I, I don't want to have that reaction again. I don't understand the blockers that you have, but we could try something. I think step one is making sure you don't have an automatic weapon in your hands. Okay. We do, but she's fast and talented, so that's not going to prevent that. No. I can try something. Could you guys, why don't you follow me to my office? Okay. I'll, I'll load up some more stuff into the van. Thank you. I'll give you a hand, Johnny. Do you mind if I open the gate? Yes, I will allow it in the parking lot. Johnny nods and heads outside. Wind follows. I bring Brett into the offices. I'm going to try the same thing I did to you right after Vito. The Vito incident. All right. Brett is just kind of head down. Uh, you can you can feel almost in the way of like when something's very hot, you can see the heat waves coming off of it. That's sort of frustration beneath the surface. But it's towards herself. We need to... Maybe we can break into your memory some more. Especially with the word Shadow Crusade. Maybe we can use that to dig around and see if that'll uncover more things. And maybe with what Romeo showed me, that will help as well. Hopefully. And then I will instruct you to listen to my breathing. And then go into telling you that you know, fall into a mesmerism. Cause, and the general instructions that if you are told to stop by myself... Or someone in the coterie, you will just stop all actions. All right, Miles. And she sits, if that's what he directs her to do. I believe we can do it standing. It shouldn't take long. Okay. She squares her feet, squares her shoulders, and uh, looks towards Miles. So that's the three up. Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell? Uh-oh. That is two successes. <sighs> There's a lot of ones there. There's a lot of ones yeah. in that pile. <laughs> <laughs> What's two successes get you? If the vampire scores one or two sets, the subject can be, cannot be forced to do anything that seems strange to her. Am I? <laughs> well, we'll find out later. I think for the purposes of story, you're perfect. You're exactly <laughs> where you need to be. <laughs> Dice tell a story, man. <laughs> Britta seems to be trying her hardest to be adherent and to be a perfect student to being monitored all right i think we're ready to go give yourself a double check and we'll be on our way all right and we head outside and i grimace at the van is this van allowed within a school zone definitely not this van is perfectly serviceable that wasn't her question that wasn't my question i mean do we need to be in a school zone i don't know let's hope not look it, it's good it even has a tape deck we're fine you know they make cds now ah well, i don't trust them of course you don't i'm just saying you, you just you, a little bit of shake, and the thing starts skipping all over the place. All right. Still shotgun. Britta climbs into the back. She she is not going to be the driver of the situation. Wind climbs in the back. Is, are there windows in the back of this van? Not yeah, typically. absolutely. It's a, it's a, no, it's a utility van, so there are... Uh, Even, most of the utility vans, there's one on the door sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. The and back then of in the, the back. Yeah. Back, back. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the sides of it? No, no. the sides are just... It's got... You got the two... Uh, windows uh, for driver passenger, and then the, there's there's a couple of kind of like just uh, tinted windows on the back door. Yep. Okay. Z doors. Is it clean? Yeah, mostly clean, but there's definitely a layer of of just grime from uh, it being used as a work van for a while. Has a the smell of stale cigarettes in it, but it's not like that. It, I mean, it's been vacuumed and stuff. Who are you picking up? A a friend of Kabir's from the east. How far east? Uh, not the far east. I, I'm, I'm guessing probably from somewhere in the uh, in the Middle East. I'm assuming there's like a window between the two so that they can talk. Yeah the the front the front two seats there's a there's a little like uh it's all there's open. a little like kind of like mm -hmm. uh there's like a middle kind of like metal uh cage grating mm -hmm. um but there's a door that uh a doorway that that you could get out of the front the passenger or the driver mm -hmm. and head towards the back and in the back there's actually some bench seats. Oh, this, um, is, this is fancy, because normally it's just, like, bucket seats. Like, a literally overturned buckets in the back there. <laughs> Not Johnny spent his ten grand well. <laughs> yeah. Best fucking response to that possible. 
Guys, look, I didn't just, like, blow the cash, all right? <laughs> it's got an ashtray. It's got low mileage on it, too. It's got low mileage, and it's been beaten this hard. Oh, yeah, and you should see... Uh, c- contractors use these things like crazy. Yeah, I can they, tell. Yeah, but they don't usually install benches. I mean, I'm <laughs> not going to be overly picky, but I am going to comment. Oh, um, Miles, maybe if you've got some spare curtains or something, if we ever have to stay in the van? Possibly. Actually, I, I've got some tarp in my uh, in my uh, bug out bag ju- just for that uh, scenario. Sounds good. Though I would recommend if we're gonna put up if we're gonna stay in a van and put up tarp, we should also have some sleeping bags to get inside of as well. All right. The more layers between us and the outside, the better. We probably have a few sleeping bags, but probably not too many. We might all it might be a layered thing. If I if I ever have to stay out on the road, usually what I'll have to do is just I'll put up a. Uh, I'll put up some duct tape on the windows with some cardboard, then usually uh, use some tarp to give a second layer of curtains, and then I'll usually tuck myself into a uh, into a sleeping bag and get all the way under. Awesome. Right. Believe me, I'd, I'd rather be well underground, but... Let's get on our way then. Probably watching Marcos put the, two, put the new parts of the door together. <laughs> So the group of you are just about ready to head out. Uh, there is a knock at the doorway. Miles, when you turn to look, uh, you actually recognize your sire. And not only is your sire present, but there is a woman who is with him. And she is dressed in these very, very tight leather pants, knee-high boots. Is there enough berries there? Um, what looks like a corset. Maybe, and uh, she has a long coat that she wears over it. She has dark, uh, very like, like a like a dark chocolate colored hair that's kind of in curls that kind of like fall around her face. She looks like that container with strange knives would look good on her. I'm getting the the uh, the picture, sire. This is unexpected. I'm afraid it will also have to be short lived. I'm here for one of the packages that was left with you. I assume it would be the third package? The th- yes, Miles, the third package. Yes. Well, I didn't know if you wanted any of the other guns or anything at this point. No, please retrieve the f- third package, right. please. Wynne just makes herself very scarce. She just hops in the van. <laughs> Britta's curious. She's got an eye out. I love it. It, it. That one's not too heavy, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, it actually looks to be like... It was gear for one person. Right. It was like an assassin's. Like. So I'll go pull it out of a, the personal stash place. Okay. And bring it out myself. Your sire turns to this woman and says to her, my child will accommodate any of your needs. I must get going. Good luck. She gives him a nod and he heads off. And she turns and looks at you. Good evening. I'm going to need a car. What kind of car? The best one you have. Question, does does Britta need to make a check looking at this woman? Oh my god, yes. Oh. <laughs> I All mean, right. she had to make a check looking at her corset in a box. Yeah. Well, she's not wearing her corset. She's wearing okay, a different what, one. What's my check? <laughs> what's my check? Uh, you're going to roll self-control diff seven. Did you guys replace those silver knives? No. No. I think I lost a couple of them. The remaining ones are in my bug out. I replaced the one are, that I put in there. They are grimy. That, I put the one that I had back. Yeah. They got a layer of bruja on them. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants that. No successes. Okay. Uh, Miles, while you head off to your chief, you just kind of notice Britta very, like, awkwardly ogling this stranger that's at your haven. With the sweet moon drawn on her palm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, maneuver her to like i don't know ogle from some other direction unaware of your presence right britta kind of like hushes you like like pushes <laughs> a, an index finger to your lips and just keeps staring uh the woman whoever this person is mm-hmm. does not seem to have noticed that anything unusual is happening and is simply politely waiting for you to get her her stuff well here's your stuff and what kind of situation would you need this car for i have cars for different situations i'll be using it for driving get me the best car you have and she starts opening it up to collect her stuff give her the lambo no she said best car you have yeah but then she said driving so she obviously doesn't know what that means (laughs) oh boy (laughs) can i see britta oh yeah yeah britta is not being subtle she's just got this like 
like lopsided smile and is just staring at. He's gonna pull her. It's important. No, she's not staring at this kindred's beauty. She's staring at the like perfect vampire aesthetic that they have going on. Mm. Just gonna back her up so she's standing behind one of the tinted windows. Marcos, while she's staring, (laughs) so she can still stare, but she's not super obvious about it. Marcos, is the Ferrari back? Yes, it is. Very good. But uh, Miss Lucita. Oh shit, Miss Lucita. Please give her the keys to that. He turns and he gives her the keys. The woman kind of like raises an eyebrow and looks at you. Their weapon's missing. Oh, that's my fault. Johnny pipes up. He uh, walks over with his like little like duffel bag kind of rooting through it. I uh, lost a couple of them. Here we go. He pulls out uh, the remaining silver throwing daggers and just lets them clang down into the box. Sorry, we needed to borrow them in the defense of the Elysium. Hey, they worked. They killed a werewolf. That's the point. <laughs> she, she uh, very, uh, in, in a very professional manner, quickly cleans off the weapons, puts them away. She stands up, uh, cracks a smile to you. Thank you. Uh, where is the, the car? It'll be out in the garage. Great. Marcos can bring you there if you'd like. Perfect. And uh, she kind of like makes a face noticing uh, a note that's been left for her uh, and doesn't pick it up. She just heads off to go collect the car. I I believe that note's for you. I, I know. Should I? No. And she just goes. <laughs> Man, she's out of your sire's league. Britta has like an elbow set into the corner of the window and like looks like disappointed when she can no longer stare as she disappears. Did she leave anything behind or did she take the whole kit? Was that the entire kit was for her? Okay. I wasn't uh, sure if she'd like left stuff behind or like uh, no, but she does she like loads some of the extra stuff into like this go bag. Gotcha. And she is uh escorted off uh by Marcos, who kind of comes back with like a stupid, like, kind of lopsided smile, and you then hear the purr of your car, and rather recklessly, she speeds off onto the road. Does he hear the purr of the Ferrari? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's the midnight blue Ferrari will serve her well. You hear, like a, like, a bit of a noise when she hits the curb with it, and she just takes off. I assume she'll be putting it to good use. That car is going to have so many stories. Yes. It's a good car. I hope uh, it stays Miles, your phone rings. One piece. It's very busy tonight. You sure you want to go on this trip with us? Hold on one second. Answer the phone. It's your sire. Did she get the note? <laughs> <laughs> no! She did see the note. Good. He hangs up. Buddy, you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We should be good. <laughs> I don't think anybody will be returning tonight. It was odd that I didn't get a call ahead of time. Maybe he didn't. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> I've had enough of this. <laughs> let's also not get any more fights with werewolves, because that was all the silver we had. I'm working on that. Britta finally looks up from the window as the last trace of the car disappears and tags back into the conversation. Enjoying the view? Yeah. Um. I mean, well, yeah. I'm just fucking with you, kid. She's just really... Yeah, yeah. Get in the car, child. By the way, since we're road tripping, I, I also grabbed some extra tapes for you guys. Oh, Obviously, we're going to be starting out with some Power Slave for me. But after that, I got some, uh, I figure maybe Jethro Atoll for you, Wynn? Oh, hell yeah. Right on, right on. Uh, Miles, I, I was figuring maybe, I mean, you like all that weird kind of synthy 80s stuff, so. I like many things. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm going for, was this, Hungry Like a Wolf? Uh... That would be Duran Duran. Yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> that seemed kind of fancy enough for you, right? Fantastic. And uh, Britta, I have no idea what you listen to, so I got just, uh, you know, what the kids are listening to these days, some, some Spice Girls or something. I remember them. All right. Pack in, guys. <laughs> Maiden's on first. Power Slave of all the albums. But it's just really excited that Johnny said a name that she actually, like, managed to recheck out. So, the group of you ride out. You know, at first, the van the van is kind of crummy. And by that I mean it's got dust, has layers of crumbs, has pieces of wrappers and little things here and there that are stuck into parts of the windows. And uh, it's just grimy in general. Uh, there's even, like, a... Like yeah, and, like... 
there's definitely like a pool of like some dried chemical on like the back floor somewhere. But between the music and one another's company, you find yourself starting to have a good time. Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. Britta Ashcroft the Toreador was played by Rebecca Steigelfest. Johnny Saxon the Bruja was played by Garrett Gabby. Miles Davenport the Venture was played by Tim Davis. Neil Foster the Malkavian was played by Rob Meerhead. Wynn Cabot the Gangrel was played by Erica Webb. Your storyteller was Lex Lopez. Recording by Rebecca Steigelfest. This episode was edited by Rob Meerhead. The music used in this episode was January Grunge Love Fest by Technoaxe. Visit them online at technoaxe.com. Path of Night uses the 20th anniversary edition rule set of Vampire the Masquerade with a few limited house rules. Vampire the Masquerade is owned by Paradox Interactive. Make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Path of Night Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash pathofnightpodcast, or email us at pathofnightpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, Kendrick. John, Johnny, can I buy this band off you after we're done? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why? No reason. He's going to smash it. <laughs> 10,000, you said? All right. He's going to crash it into the hell house and solve two problems at once. No. I do enjoy the fact that there's, what, like a 50-50 chance that it was just a bag full of leaves? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a bag full of just receipts and like, garbage. Maybe worth something to Neil if you were around. You have ten thousand dollars. Wait, a, an, old, an old plastic na- old navy bag filled with receipts. Um, How old are they? <laughs> from, from, from what dates? What kind of shape is the significance of the old navy bag? Yep. <laughs> it was kind of perfect. Like it could have been any generic bag, but you're like old navy bag, and everyone's like automatically remembering. Yeah. Yep. Old navy oh, does it bag. have drawstrings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>